This is the Fresh Life Podcast. Where love becomes real. And stories become testimony. We are best friends who happened to get married almost 10 years ago. Plenty of mistakes, crazy choices, and strange things have taken place. But through it all, love continues to win. So join us on this journey. As we share with you stories about our lives as parents and partners in love. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fresh Life. Life. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fresh Life Podcast. We are so excited that you took time out of your day to join us. I'm here with my wonderful husband, Chris Marvell. <laughs> hello, hello, everybody. I just laughed because she just, you just got done like fussing at me. So I just think that I don't know if you were being sincere. You said my wonderful husband. Yes, of course, I was being sincere because you are a wonderful husband, despite me having a fuss at you. That's fair. All right. So anyways, everyone, um, we are super excited to talk to you about our newest ebook release, which is how to find your soulmate in 90 days. Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky enough, you will be fussing at him or her in your ninth year of marriage. Wow. Yeah, that's actually very true. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this is actually a really good time. You know, I think that the the book was something uh, the vision about this book came about, you know, many months ago. Uh, we had recently re-released the episode of Finding Your Soulmate, uh, and I think it was very, very important that uh, th- this topic was spoken to um, just in a very succinct way so that it wasn't a 100,000 words where you had to kind of figure out what the author was saying, but just something that you can act, you can use as a tool more than a textbook. Absolutely. So how to find your soulmate in 90 days, the 90 day part, right? A lot of people are kind of getting a little tripped up on that. Like, really? Find my soulmate in 90 days? But absolutely. We are on a journey of helping you figure out what do you need to do in your inner self to get ready to attract that soulmate into your life. And that work can be done Mm -hmm. as soon as you want it to be. Can I tell you what's funny? When you said finding your soulmate in 90 days, you said people are getting tripped up on it. I started laughing because what if the whole book tricked them into finding themselves in 90 days? And they are the truest soulmate. And they are the truest soulmate. <laughs> it's true. That would have been great. Why not? I should have thought of it. It's, it's true. It's about, the book is truly about what work do I need to do to attract my soulmate into my life? What mindsets do I need to shift? What um, accountability do I need to have? What boundaries do I need to establish in order to get that person into my life? Yeah. I mean, when I, you know, when I wrote Love Laws in 2015, the whole basis of the book was for relationships that were already existing. Um, And so I really do imagine that this book is kind of like the preamble to that. And then, of course, we have to write a book on marriage at some point in time. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be qualified because I think once you hit 10 years, oh yeah. Then you're official. You're, yeah. You're OG's in the game. I'm I'm claiming OG status. But OG status is not something that's very easy to come by. You know, again, you have to go through those trials and tribulations. Um but the thing is OG status, you have to you have to go through the the highs too. And the highs, you have to manage those highs. And like like let me explain what I'm saying. When you have good moments in life, you have to also understand that they don't last forever. So how do you continuously position yourself for the next stage? So right now, things are going well for us in this season, but we would be it would be a terrible strategy for us to get complacent. So we have, we've understood this, and so now our foot is on the pedal 
you know, but there's areas in our there's areas in our life, you know, business wise, like I think we're focused, but there's areas in our life whether we need to spend more time together, um, whether we need to, you know, again spend more time in the bedroom, whether we need to spend more time, you know, investing in the kids individually. Um, so I think, you know, when you get to this OG status, quote unquote, it's not about necessarily the years, it's about what you've learned in those years and how you've learned it and how you've gotten to where you are. Absolutely. So I'm super excited about our ebook, How to Find Your Soulmate in 90 Days. And like we were just mentioning earlier, it's really about how to discover how to attract your soulmate into your life. What areas of you can you improve? Can you um shape can you define that's going to attract your soulmate so one of the great chapters that we have in the book is painting a picture and i think painting a picture is really good for anybody out there that is seeking a relationship to really figure out what is it that i truly desire and we talk about this in the ebook one of the things that i did um as a single person who was single and yeah looking for my soulmate I wanted to be in a committed relationship as I wrote down every single attribute that I wanted in a partner I wrote down I remember that list I wrote down in detail from the way he looked to his height to his smell I wrote down um qualities that I wanted in his parenting I, I wrote down qualities I wanted as him as a husband characteristic traits um, things that I deeply desired about him I wrote that down in detail and our ebook by the way shameless plug is interactive so we have a place for you to um journal so you can't physically journal in the actual ebook itself but we have journal prompts at the end of each chapter for you to reflect on what it is we just talked about and to help you start cultivating those ideas that we are discussing in the book helps you put it on paper helps you finalize some things help you make some plans so I want you to really make sure you not only purchase it but go through the journal prompts we didn't do this just for um for us, we truly did this with you in mind to help you um, start to think about things a little bit differently. So one thing I think with painting a picture, I think we find a, a lot of couples, um, a lot of people, sorry, make the mistake of always attracting like the same person into your life, mm -hmm. the same type of person. Right. Um, and you're like, dang, why every guy I date ends up being X, Y and Z? Well, we truly believe that you can attract those people to you so what is it about you that needs to change why are you attracting this type of person into your life and that's something that you need to start thinking about well i mean i was gonna say you know a lot of what i view relationships as is painting by numbers especially when you're beginning to change your strategy so if we're painting the picture you know quote unquote then i think this book is a good way to paint by numbers and we have, of course, um, some courses that are coming out as well that are going to really speak to this, that with good instruction and wisdom from someone who's done it, you should be able to paint by numbers like, hey, what should I be looking for from the beginning to the end? How should I, you know, structure the first 30 days, then the next 60, the first 180? You know, what should I be looking for? What should I be doing? Um, it's not so and that's how you get out of the cycle is that you're not listening to your own voice anymore because it hasn't worked. You know what I mean? Like right now I'm trying to, you know, work on some things, you know, websites and all this sort of thing. And what I should do is contact the guy that does it. 
the guy who has the experience in managing it, who's given enough advice, I should contact him because it would save me a lot of time and a lot of frustration. But out of ego and pride, I'm probably going to still continue to try myself, you know, so that I can say, hey, I knew what I was doing. But the truth is, I don't. And it's the same thing, whether it's in the dating world, right? I mean, we think that we understand the guy that we want or the girl that we're looking for, you know, whatever we're looking for. But you end up at dinner and it's like, man, you're the same old person I dated six months ago. And so we have to get out of that routine. And that's giving over the control to someone else that can call the plays. That's good. That's really good. So with um, painting the picture, not only did I, I remember I also visualized a lot about the person that I wanted to be with. And I made the clarity of my vision extremely real. Like I envisioned, I envisioned not knowing who my husband was, but I envisioned what he was like after work. How was his day at work? Um, was he tired? I envisioned like he probably had a long day, you know, because my husband obviously was a hardworking man. And I envisioned that. Um, I envisioned like, I wonder what he he's eating for dinner or who like is he going out to get his own food because obviously he's not married so no one's preparing his food for him and we were grown enough that he probably wasn't living at home with his mother so it was like I I, I really envisioned like the details of mm -hmm. his every day and those things really really helped me to carve out so when that person did come along I was like oh I've been looking for you I've been looking for your type. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yeah. I had a very clear vision of what it was that I wanted. You knew I was on the way. I knew you was on the way, baby. So why did you make me wait a year? Because I didn't know that you was on the way. Am I allowed to bring up the <laughs> fact that I had to wait a year, like, forever? Can I bring yes. that up? Okay, yes. Let's bring this up once and for all so on I the think, Fresh Life Podcast. So Here let's just go. kind of talk about the fact that in dating, it is not a straight line no and i have so many people man like i talked to a guy recently who asked me you know chris what do i do man like you know women make it very difficult to date them you know and like i don't want to do all that work and so i said like to be honest with you bro like if you think about you know a high-end credit card right if you wanted, you know, a, a real classy American Express that has all the features, all the perks, you know, you can sit in the club lounge, you can uh, get all the insurance benefits, whatever it is that it comes with, that card is not available to everyone. Like, that card took someone who's probably, you know, worked to maintain their credit, they have a certain income level, like, they've put in enough work to obtain the perks and benefits that this card brings them. Thanks. Now, if you want... A car that is easier, maybe doesn't have an annual fee, um, you know, maybe doesn't have as many perks as well. Those cars are easy to get. So th that's the same thing when it comes to dating. If you want the rare case, then you may have to go around the circle and not the straight line. It may take you a second to get what you want. But in the end, you have to, it has to be worth it to you. So, again, this is where it goes back to what Jasmine said. What do you have on your list? Who are you? looking to who do you have pictured in your mind and when you have that person pictured don't let that image go like that is the person that you want so even if it gets difficult it's like yeah that's cool but this is what i want like i want somebody who i want to i want a doctor mm -hmm. so i know that maybe most doctors ain't going for a guy that might not be a doctor so heck what am i gonna be a doctor in Right. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. you got to position yourself to get what you want. 
and make it make sense. It's not. This is not a. It's not an easy thing. Like you're not just gonna sit there and say, "Oh, I'm worth it. I'm a good person." It's a lot of good people out here, but people have a life they want to build, and it's wider than just looks and good conversation. It is a whole life that people want to build, and yet I think that is what you have to strategize around. It's not just about looks and conversation. That's good. Get wide. I like that. So in the beginning, so I had did all this work of of manifesting my soulmate as far as just really visualizing, praying for him. I pray for him often, as well as um, I also wrote down everything that I wanted. So visualization, prayer and writing down was really big for me. And when Chris came along on our very first date, I knew that this man was special. I knew that oh, he Did you know? I really did. Like um Talk about it. I knew that you were special. I knew that um you were different. I knew that I could like I, I really did kind of know like oh I found my husband like deep 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 down All in right. my know wait a second no, like for what? real like I remember like just knowing like this date was totally different than anything I have ever been on anything I've experienced and like just feeling like okay this just aligns with um my a higher frequency so maybe I didn't necessarily have the language to be like, okay, that's my husband. But I knew that it was massively different. Tell them when I knew you was my wife. Okay. So, so in my, in my mind, like from our first date, it was just like, this is massively different, right? Like this is, this guy is unique. Um, we align like values, morals, like, whoa, like, okay, I really like him as a person. Like I'm attracted to his soul. And, but I didn't know, like, I wasn't really ready to move forward into like a full blown relationship. And, but that was also a lot of my wounds, like a lot of my issues around, mm. um, l like rejection. And I didn't want to, I wanted to be chased. I wanted to, I wanted him to prove his love to me, but also because I was used to guys who didn't give me all of that. And I was used to chasing men who, um, didn't show me a lot of, show me my value and my worth. And I had to like hustle for them. I was used to the hustle. And when you didn't make me hustle, um, in my wounded state of mind, then I just was like, Oh, like, you know, you're corny, you know, which was just so ridiculous now even saying that but that was my mind frame back then and any ladies like I know I've heard ladies that just like you know even the song like why do good girls like bad boys like why do why are we attracted to the men who who hurt us why are we attracted to the men who betray us who don't call us back whose attention we have to hustle for those are things that you really really have to um, answer in order to attract the soulmate into your life because your soulmate, that man, you're not gonna have to hustle for him. And if you're so used to the hustle and you're so used to the rejection and trying to overcome that rejection constantly, then this guy that's actually a good human being that's emotionally available and is not trying to play games with you, you're not gonna be attracted to that. So that's something that you're gonna have to think about. I'll be honest with you, I think that there would be just think about like a room full of people. And if you put bags over their faces and just had them talk to people in the room and they had to marry the person that they got along with the most, who they had the most in common with, 
you would probably have a lot more marriages in the world. Mm. Um, but it's, it's just only when they have to take the mask off that they suddenly, you know, lose the content of their conversation. Like suddenly I don't want to really talk to this person as much because they don't look like my circle. Mm. They don't look like, mm -hmm. you know, my family members and how beautiful we are, whatever it might be. And it's like, the truth is like you enjoy everything about this person, but how they come off aesthetically. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man. Like, I just think that there's a little bit of that shallow sense will keep you single. If you truly do want someone that's going to drive, you know, a legacy through your life, you know, and you can build around it, you know, that person might be missing an eye. Yep. <laughs> I said it. They might be missing an eye. They, they might, you know, be in a wheelchair. They just might not have any education as far as formally. They, it, there's so many other out, outliers that don't necessarily always qualify a person to be the one. But you have to see behind that sometime. Yeah. Like, especially like if you're, if you don't know what you're doing on the dating market, you could be the baddest thing ever. But the, the truth is, is that you're not picking well. You're just picking by looks, by swag by you know what's they vibe all of this real shallow stuff that fade away over time i mean think I'm, i'll give you this and this is not to demean any of those who have been through this but it is to say what if he's handsome but abusive like what if he's you know handsome but he hates getting up and going to work mm -hmm. there's plenty of those guys out here Plenty. like what if she you know is absolutely strikingly beautiful but has no personality. But no personality. Quiet as a mouse. Like, what does that, that net you? Like, you would walk past a girl who's 20 pounds over what she desires to be. And you would also walk past a girl who doesn't have the longest hair. And you would walk past her, but she would give you the time of your life. She's probably cultured. She has a great family. All these things. And you'll look up in 10 years. She can change her hair. She can, you know, lose weight. lose weight. She can. I mean, there's so many things she can add to herself that she wants to add. But it, nobody's a finished product. So look at yourself, too, and say, hey, listen, if this is me and I ain't finished product, who am I to demand that somebody else is perfect? That's good. Really good. So really back to quick to the story. So I friend zoned Chris for a year and a half, about a year. It was a voluntary friend zone. It wasn't like I was stuck in a friend zone or nothing. Right. He voluntarily was in my I voluntarily <laughs> chose to stay there. And I'm so grateful that he did because in that time, though, legit, we were able to truly build a friendship. It's called friend zone so because was, your, your friends were playing defense against me. Yeah. But it was a blessing, though, in the long run, because in that year and a half, we truly developed a real friendship like best friends like Chris became my best friend during that time he was the person like even though you know I knew he liked me and stuff but he was able to still be extremely mature about it and answer my phone calls when I call laugh with me on the phone send me jokes like we just had a great time together and we our chemistry was amazing so um we that friendship though is really what our relationship is based upon at the end of the day me and Chris are great friends like we get each other like we are um our chemistry just rocks it rocks hard um yeah but it's a friendship so 
so to make I don't even know why you're making me tell the story. So to mm-hmm. to just to say this to everyone, I think this should be an annual practice. When I read over <laughs> my list and I decided like Chris was the one, he literally was everything on my list. I literally had six two on there, and Chris is six two. Like, um, are you six two? I am. Okay. I Whoa! I was about to turn to a big lie. Oh. Like, wait, I did write six two. Yeah, oh. you told me you were six two. Wow. I just want to make sure you still six yeah. two. Ain't nothing changed. Wow. But anyways, um, but yes. So Chris was everything that was on my list that I had been manifesting, and um, I'm just grateful that he was he he stood by my side while I was trying to because I didn't think I liked him. I didn't think yes, like he was all these things. But I was like, but he is just like not my type because what was your type my type was um more rough around the edges and why did you find that to be necessary i think it was like a security thing a false sense of security like maybe you know if you are like this hood rough guy that you could protect me Uh, which is which could be true but but where who knows? Are so you good. trying to? I can't. No, no. Trying to go deep on that one. I have a question. I have no. So, so right now, so like, and it was like a swag thing, right? It was probably like the pop culture too. Like, played a lot to do a lot. Played into it a lot. Wow, I could not get that out for nothing. Um, you know, like what you kind of saw on TV. You saw that type of um in our rappers and stuff like you saw more of an edgier what a person. rap on 106 in park yeah 106 in park exactly they sure wasn't a, so the you church wanted boy nelly. with the polo vest so you wanted nelly i did i wanted a little okay. nelly a little um 504 boys i understand Is that did it? you see these guys a little hot boy a little question. wayne did you at any point foresee them not wearing baggy pants or did you just think that's my guy he's gonna rock baggy like that hustler like you know like a lot of those guys like had like that hustle mindset so you were just thinking like they're gonna be able to protect me and provide yeah but that's so dumb because that is so not true them be the main ones that just broke with no education so yeah so that's a very young mind though that's a very young mind so there's a lot of dynamics in play when you talk about stuff like that right like so what are you looking for you're looking for this rough guy who looks a little edgy. You know, back in the day, it used to be like James Dean, you know, for, you know, women uh, of the Caucasian persuasion. Um, James Dean was their guy, you know, rough rider, you know, fancy car, leather jacket, like all of that, fonds and happy days. Like, they're going back to the 50s and 60s. But that was like your quintessential bad boy. You know, that's what people looked at. And why... Did that person, because again, like Jazz said, security. The only problem is, is that where there is a false sense of security within that person to possibly show you that he's tough, there's something he's hiding underneath that surface. Mm-hmm. So there's this little boy that is terrified of you seeing him that you will find out comes to light once you start really dating him. So now you got this real rough guy on the outside and as you start dating him, you'd be like, bro, like, why do you hate all your friends? Or why do you want to fight everybody all the time? Or why you hate your mama? And that same exterior that you loved is really on the inside was causing all types of disruption in his life. And so, why, you know, even the hustle aspect, like, 
bro, like, I never see you. Like, you're always at work. Like, work, listen, work come first. Work is over anything. Work is definitely over you. I go get money first, primary. So now that hustle part that you thought you loved is really tearing down the possibility of you guys being together. So again, I mean, you know, that has to be something that you're comfortable with is seeing through a person while you're dating them because you can get caught up in the lure you get caught up in the in all the dope clothes and he you know got a whole vibe and all of that but what i want to teach people is how to ask the right questions that are tough um without seeming callous but asking the right questions so that you can understand where a person's mind and emotions are and then that way you can make decisions early because there's nothing worse than spending two years with somebody and then finding out dang like they are really messed up mm-hmm. really honoring those red flags yeah. really knowing what you want and honoring the red flags when you see them that goes against what you are not looking for in a relationship so you guys thank you so much for tuning in this is a little segment that we want to do according to the how to find your soulmate in 90 days please be sure to visit thefreshlifebrand.com We have a brand new website and we love it. So go check it out. Make sure you subscribe to our email list so you can stay in the know about everything that's going on. Um, I would like to give our listeners a little something off on their How to Find a Soulmate in 90 Days ebook. Yes. So, oh, I was going to say, I already have, I created one for them already. Wonderful. What is it? It's Fresh Life 90. Um, And so if you hit the Fresh Life 90 on the, on the, was it the coupon? Yeah, is that how you say it? Is it coupon or coupon? I think coupon is so so a Cleveland coupon. thing. <laughs> Fine, coupon, 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 coupon. If you put in Fresh Life ninety in that area, you will save money off of the book. Yes, and go ahead and get my husband's book, um, Love Laws rules and relationships in the 21st century is a beautiful read and we are just so excited we love you guys thank you for tuning in and listening and we'll talk to you soon